Greetings and welcome to this month's podcast titled Long-Term Care, My Personal Story. My name is Daryl Peck and I'm one of the co-owners of Jackson and Peck Financial Group. And this month I'd like to tell my story about long-term care and how it's affected our family. My life is, uh, is full of routine. I wake up at 6.14 and I head to the gym. I usually arrive between 6.35 and 6.40 and back in the car between 7.55 and 8 o'clock. After my phone connects to my car, I call my wife and I try to catch her with the kids in the car so I can encourage them to have a wonderful day at school. My wife and I chat about how the morning has been so far and she proceeds to tell me the same thing she always does. Put your gym clothes in the washing machine, your breakfast is in the microwave, your lunch is in the fridge, and your coffee is downstairs. This routine has now become so repetitive that as she begins to speak, I'll just say it for her. I know, I know, put my clothes in the washing machine, my breakfast in the microwave, my lunch is in the fridge, coffee's downstairs. This is my daily routine. We have done this for what seems like forever. I realize at some point the kids will drive themselves to school and our routine may change, but there will be others. Although each day may seem monotonous, there is a comfort level there. One thing we don't want to do is allow our comfort level to lead to complacency. If we become complacent and don't plan for the unexpected, life has a way to come to a screeching halt. My first year in the business was 2001. Most financial advisors begin their career as insurance agents, learning the ins and outs of a wide variety of insurance products, explaining to young families the importance of protecting their spouse and children, if the unexpected happens, was and still is a daily occurrence. As we progress through our careers, client situations become more complex, as do the products they own. 19 years later, we find our clients have similar needs, wants, and wishes. However, the path to get them there is uniquely different. For the most part, they all want to retire someday. They all want to have time to enjoy their families, including their grandchildren. They can see themselves traveling to places they previously put on hold because little Johnny wanted to go to football camp or little Susie wanted to join a traveling team. They seem to already have a routine in their minds of what they want their retirement to look like, but the truth is, some never get there. Some unfortunately pass away too early. Some plan to save towards retirement, but, may, but maybe not enough. Then there are those that plan very well, live to retirement age, but are facing the challenges of chronic care issues or cognitive impairment. Now I'd like to share a personal story with you that my family and I are currently struggling with. About five or six years ago, myself, my wife, my sisters, and my mother were eating at a nice restaurant. It was pretty unusual for us to all to get together like this as we all have lives that pull us in different directions. We ate at one of our favorite Asian restaurants, and after our meal, along with the bill, came fortune cookies. I never have been a fan of the taste of these cookies, but I do find the fortunes to be interesting at times. We went around the table and read our fortunes, and when we got to our mother, she said she didn't have one. There were certainly enough when the bill came for everyone, so I found that to be odd. However, when I peered over in her direction, I noticed she was chewing on something. I said, Mom, what are you chewing on? And she said, my fortune cookie. And I said, well, where's your fortune? And she suddenly smirked and said, I must have forgotten to take it out. And we erupted laughter, and she tried to explain how she thought it tasted weird, but she kept eating it. And uh, it was clear my mother all of a sudden realized the blunder she had made, and we laughed about it for days. 
A short time later, my daughter was celebrating her birthday at home. Most of the family was there and some friends. There's truly nothing better than a house full of loved ones, especially hearing kids laughing and running through the house. I can't quite remember what we had for a meal. However, I do remember the salad we ate that day. Most of us were spread around the house with our plates of food, and I remember watching my mother sitting on the couch with her plate. I noticed she was struggling a bit, holding her plate in one hand and using the utensil in the other. From across the room, it was hard to see why this was happening, but it, I watched many failed attempts to get food into her mouth. I, I walked over to her, and when I looked at her hand, I noticed she was holding a knife. I then watched her a few more times try to get a salad leaf onto a knife and into her mouth. And I remember asking her what she was doing, and she told me she was having a hard time keeping the food on the fork. And I responded, Mom, why are you using a knife? And she looked at me and said she didn't know. And this was one of the first moments that I actually felt that something was wrong. Growing up, my mother would do or say something silly and reply with, Oh, I'm... I'm turning into my mother. Years before, her mother, my grandmother, suffered from dementia. She died when I was fairly young, but I do recall her saying strange things from time to time. Back then, however, there was not much research, and many people with cognitive impairment were referred to as senile or crazy. A short time after my daughter's birthday party, my mom came up to visit. This is a drive she'd made hundreds of times. Doorstep to doorstep, the drive takes about 45 minutes. Soon it was an hour, and we had, not heard, we had not heard from our mother. Moments later, the phone rang, and it was Mom. She indicated she couldn't find her house. I asked her where she was, and she was unsure. She was in a parking lot and read some names on signs, and it turned out she was in the mall parking lot about 10 minutes from our home. Okay, so why do I tell you these stories? Well, it's not to make you feel sorry for me, because I'm not the one suffering from the disease. And yes, emotionally, it's taken a toll. But I'm also not the one caring for her every day either. Without my stepfather in her life, I do not know where we would be. Our full-time care is a very wonderful team of people that we have working with her as well. Life insurance, health insurance, and disability insurance seem to be the common plans that clients know that they need, but long-term care remains in the background. Everyone knows someone who's in a nursing home or was in a nursing home or maybe struggling with dementia. Watching someone you love begin to fail is not only devastating emotionally, but financially as well. Accordingly, according to uh, Genworth's cost of care survey, on average in the United States, a private room in a nursing home costs about $83.65 per month or $275 a day. For semi-private room, the cost of a nursing home is about $7,400 a month or $245 a day. Multiple factors affect the overall cost of nursing home stay. Some of these factors include location, length of stay, care services required, and so on. But in Illinois and Iowa, these average around $6,000 per month. All long-term care policies have similar triggers, and they involve activities of daily living, also known as ADLs. There are six ADLs, which include bathing, continence, transferring, eating, toileting, and dressing. If an insured is missing two of these six ADLs or has cognitive impairments such as dementia, Alzheimer's, they would qualify for benefits. Now, I get the frustration of paying into an insurance policy you may never use. Some people have never gotten into a car accident, thus never receiving a check from the insurance company. 
Some people have never had a house fire and never received a check either. But could you imagine if you did have a house fire or gotten into a car accident, how important that insurance you have paid on all these years would be? Now, imagine if you did have Alzheimer's or were missing some ADLs and were confined to an assisted living facility or nursing home. How would it feel to write checks of about $6,000 a month until all your retirement savings, your farmland, and almost all your assets were gone? Do I think that all people should have a long-term care policy? No. This should be a discussion, however, with your family to discuss the options each of us have. Some people just can't afford to buy insurance. Some do not have much assets and unfortunately have very little to protect. But there is a segment of people that have assets, retirement savings, or farmland that should own a long-term care policy. There are many different types of policies out there with a wider range of benefit options. Questions you should be asking are, are we prepared if one of us were to become incapacitated? Do we have the proper documents in place? Ten years ago, I encouraged my mom, my dad, and my stepdad to purchase long-term care policies. After six months of receiving benefits from the policy, they made their money back. My mom's condition will not improve, however, she could live for years. As my wife and I have our routine, my mom and my stepdad had a routine as well. And they wanted to golf daily, travel as often as they seem fit. And as Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Dementia punched us in the face, but it could have been a lot worse had the insurance not been in place. I very much appreciate you listening to my story and encourage you to have a conversation with your family. Christian Jackson is a registered representative of and offers securities through Royal Alliance Associates, Incorporated, And Daryl Peck is an investment advisor representative of and offers securities and investment advisory services through Royal Alliance Associates, Incorporated member of FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. 121 South Main Street, Tijuana, Illinois 61443 and our phone number is 309-761-8139.